Welcome to Comedians Talking Sports. This is the podcast where comedians talk sports. This is the special Comedians Talking Baseball edition that we do every Sunday. Yeah. Myself and Mike Bridenstine. Socrates Brido. Uh, we recap the week that was in Major League Baseball. This comes out every Sunday, as I mentioned before. If you like the podcast, give us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way. You can follow us on Twitter at Comedy Sports Pod, at Brido, at Joe Kilgallen. Also give us a like on Facebook, Comedians Talking Sports with your host, Joe Kilgallen. Mm. All right, I've got um, a lot of fun things to talk about. I was just in San Francisco, got back a few hours ago, went to the Cubs-Giants game on Friday. But before I get into that, I want to touch on something I talked about on the regular podcast this past Wednesday, baseball brawls. Now, sure. there was a big one, and you actually know how to pronounce this gentleman's name. Rugned Odor. Rugned Odor. They call him Rugi. This is the second baseman for the Texas Rangers right. who blasted Jose Batista. Joey Bats, right in the I mean, face. his helmet and sunglasses popped off. It was one of the better punches you'll ever see thrown in Major League Baseball. If not the best. I don't think I've ever, anyone's ever seen a better punch than that. It, you've never seen one that square. Right. Now, yeah. you, you never see a thrown punch, really. Because Nolan Ryan's, does he not count because it was a headlock and he just went uppercut, uppercut? Yeah, I'm saying like straight overhand right to the jaw. That's not... Really Here's the thing about life in general. I mean, Everyone likes Juan Marichal brought a bat to the mound, but... That's true. For those of you who don't know, in the, it was like in the 64, 63 yeah. season, the Dodgers catcher was throwing the ball back to Koufax and he was whizzing it by Marichal, who was in the batter's box. So Marichal turned around. It was Roy Campanella as the catcher. Was uh, it? Marichal turned around with his bat and started to swing at the catcher, which was a little psychotic. But when that's you throw 30 complete psychotic. games in one season, you get away with some things. And that's how good Juan Marichal was Marichal in my book. Was, he was good. Crazy leg kick. Went over. By the way, I'm looking at the camera. That's how high his leg kick went. That's not a good look I just did there. Uh, for those of you listening <laughs> to the podcast, we're also live on Facebook right now. A new thing we're trying out here. So if anyone on Facebook wants to throw a question our way, we'll, we'll answer them at a certain point. I'm not going to interrupt good conversation, though, because right, right, right. you have some stupid-ass question. Right. Putting that out there. <laughs> uh, is that, was that the best baseball brawl you've ever seen? Well, Nolan Ryan's is still my favorite. I think Nolan Ryan's is my favorite. Nolan Ryan is not ejected from the game. He stays in and pitches hitless ball the rest of the game. That's, I didn't even really remember that. I looked it up, but yeah, that... So that has to be... Also, he was 20 years older than Robin Ventura. See, that's why I liked it to me, because it was like some young punk trying to come out there and, be, and beat up on it. Like, in his mind, I'm going to show you, old man. You're going to throw inside yeah. at me. And he's kind of like, I'm Nolan fucking Ryan, dude. Right. And in the early, right in, the, in the early 80s, Dave Winfield, who is not to be fucked with, charged like the mound. like seven. People don't realize Dave Winfield, fun fact, not to cut you off, we'll get back to him charging the was mound. Was drafted... In all three, in three it, major sports. Yeah. The only person in history, I think, right. to be drafted in three. He was drafted uh, in the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL. Right. Bo Jackson didn't get basketball. No. <laughs> well, people, and also, uh, Dave Winfield punched a guy in the NCAA tournament. Minnesota. He <laughs> played for Minnesota. They were in, like, the Sweet 16, and some guy did something. Oh, I, didn't know that. Him, I didn't know And that. he jabbed him right <clears throat> in the face. So he got the better of Nolan Ryan <clears throat> in the early 80s. And Nolan Ryan, the lesson he learned from that is I need to be the aggressor if anybody, like, tries me. I didn't know Winfield and Ryan fought. Yeah. And is there footage of that? Amazing baseball for rips it? it? I looked for it, and I couldn't find it. They got to be better about that. But Dave Winfield apparently won because he was more aggressive. So Nolan Ryan's like, next dude, whoever charges on me, I'm going to, like, be the aggressor. And if you look at Ruggi, he was the aggressor. Bautista was like... I, I think Bautista thought... And I see, I've seen this in fights a lot, especially with the smaller guy versus the bigger guy. Because Batista probably has about 30 pounds and a couple inches in height, right? Right. That's a fair guess. 
Batista kind of stood up, and I didn't think the slide was as dirty as people try to make it out to be. No. It was a hard slide, and it was a normal slide a few years ago, but now, because of what happened to Tejada with the Mets, uh, Chase Utley, the new Utley, yeah, what yeah, we're calling it, yeah. you can't slide hard anymore, which really does suck, and I feel like that almost cost the Cubs earlier you today. You can slide hard. You can't You have, you to, can't slide, go through. You have to slide into the You have to do like a pop-up slide, yeah. which is weird when a guy's throwing the ball. Yeah, and if you look at what Rugnet Odor, and he has a history of doing this, he submarined the ball, trying to throw it directly at Bautista's face. He could have killed Bautista. And he has a history of doing this, too. They've shown, like, various things on MLB and ESPN of Rugnet Odor dropping down and throwing at a guy's head, missing every single time. But next time that guy tries to break up a double play against him, that dude is not coming in as hard the next time. He, he's a borderline, like, dirty motherfucker. Yeah, I, that, that's also, why he got eight games. People are like, ooh, eight games, that seems a little harsh. He also has a history no, of there's the history it. there. He threw a punch at Josh Donaldson in the scrum. He's a rabble rouser. This guy's an instigator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's but, all those things. So he was smart to be the aggressor in the fight, though, knowing that he's outsized. There's no way Batista he, he thought he's going to He has a history of doing that, though. He uh, Square me up like that. Right. He did it in the minors in, like, A-ball. I didn't know that. There's, like, footage this, of him going all Bruce Lee. door guy. Yeah. Who you think sounds like an old... Uh, Irish criminal. I wrote Irish about criminal. it in my blog this week on Angelino in the Outfield on Scoreboard Sports. You guys really do need to check out that blog. I share it from the Comedian's uh, Talking Sports Twitter page every week. Comes out every Sunday, right? Uh, generally, I, I Friday. Friday. Okay, cool. I was going to say, because baseball is, is Sunday baseball in Brido. That's <laughs> just morning, afternoon, and night with you guys. Yeah, uh, yeah my favorite, though, I, I did like the Nolan Ryan Robin Ventura fight because it's an old school, new school type of thing. What and it was the first fight I remember watching it as a kid. What about Pedro tossing Don Zimmer in 2003? See, that one was the funniest. <laughs> that was hilarious. My dad and I laughed about that for weeks. It was just like, it was the most like, what? It was so <laughs> out of nowhere. Pedro wasn't even in the game. He's coming out, and Don Zimmer, you knew, was just like, I'm going for off. him. Taking this hoodie Go ahead, off. I can talk while you, while you strip down for us. Why you got to leave the camera for, for the removing of the hooded sweatshirt? Are you afraid your T-shirt's going to come up and show some gut? It is. It is. You guys are missing out. That is, dude, that is Midwest right there, my friend. It looked good, though. All right, all right. Oh, I feel so much better. I like the Zimmer because you know he was like going out of his way to be like, I'm, there's Pedro, I'm going for him. And what was he, 74 at the time? Yeah, yeah, 75. Yeah. And Pedro was in such a lose-lose situation. The only thing is he cried after and he said how embarrassed he was, Zimmer. Yeah, I didn't like that. I don't like <clears throat> And he managed like possibly my favorite Cubs team of all time, the 89 Cubs. He, Zimmer was the manager. There's only three times. Yeah, and I love that team because I remember being a kid. I was five years old in 89. That was... um. The first year I vividly remember watching baseball on TV because I remember Mitch Williams jumping over the dugout. They were in Pittsburgh, I believe, and when they clinched that year, and he jumped over like out of the dugout to chase them, you know, run out yeah, of the mound yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, so I thought they clinched in Montreal. Maybe they did. Maybe it was Pittsburgh in '84 they clinched. Okay, I'm thinking of '84. Well, Mitch Williams up. was not on the '84. No, he was not. He was on the '89 team. I'm, I yeah. can't. I'm, I'm getting what city confused. Yeah, you're right. It was Montreal because it was AstroTurf. In fairness, Pittsburgh didn't have AstroTurf. Well, Three River Stadium. Did so they have AstroTurf? All those stadiums all looked the same. Like Turner. Uh, Cincinnati looked alike. The old Cincinnati. Fulton, Fulton County Stadium. I've been there. They were all 330, 375, 400, and then a complete circle with AstroTurf. Just awful. You like, can tell us that they got that one architect who just got around. What are we making a circle? 330, 375, 400. That seems like fair dimensions. <laughs> uh, so real quick about Zimmer, though, I was going to say. And um, actually, I, I'd been to both those teams you talked about. And I just went to uh, AT&T Park, which used to be called uh, Pac Bell. 
um, the Giants Stadium over the weekend just a couple days ago. So I want to talk about all the stadiums I've been to and why it's awesome going to baseball stadiums. Zimmer, though, you're right. He did cry, which sucked. I think old men can only cry three things. <laughs> wife or children die. Yeah. Only wife or children. Or a mom, parent, too. Well, not actually, because if you're 75 and your 95-year-old mom dies, you should see that coming. I don't know if you get tears it's there. It's just weird seeing an old and man And victory. Cry. You could cry over victory. Yeah. And, or retirement. Okay, I remember when Mike Spill Schmidt... milk, when, no crying. When Mike Schmidt retired, I was a little kid, and he cried, and I was kind of like, it's a grown man crying, and I'd never seen that before. Uh, Mike Kolkowski just chimed in on our Facebook Live feed. Mike Bridenstein... This guy is way funnier than you, Joe. Sorry, bro. Uh, you fuck yourself, you Polak. Anyhow, um, real quick. It's a great comment. It's <laughs> a great comment. Yeah, sure. Uh, Pedro, I felt bad for in that fight when Zimmer tried to take him on because you don't. There's no way he could win there. I think what he did was perfect. He kind of olayed him, just grabbed him by his dumb <laughs> he potato him head, head yeah. and just kind of like pushed him to the side. And didn't because Zimmer he have a metal plate in his head or something? Did he? Was he like a World War II metal plate survivor? I think he had like a metal plate in his head. God, now I'm feeling bad for making fun of him for crying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't know, but I, my favorite baseball fight still, though, has got to be Kyle Farnsworth versus oh, Paul Wilson. Oh, that was a great because one. Because Paul Wilson charged him, and, and I'd never seen a pitcher, like, take it to him. Like, Nolan Ryan waited for – he, like, was prepared for Robin Ventura yeah, to yeah. come, and he didn't yeah. beat his ass, and it was funny to watch. Yeah. But the fact that Farnsworth speared him. He like yes. I mean he did like a Goldberg. He Goldberg did. He totally just perfect spear and then just started jacking him. And the funniest there is that broadcast. There was a bar on the north side that had a Farnsworth jersey because he would go in there like all the time. He like went in a, there and did coke. They said it, Kyle Farnsworth was a coke head. Then he got traded and they turned it upside down the jersey. Oh, they were that, that was sad. On, it on was like a dive bar. It wasn't one of the big hotshot bars on Clark. It was a late night bar. On Anyone who's been to Chicago knows right around Wrigley there's a strip of bars that are very like Axe Body Spray and. And girls wearing tight skirts, which I'm not again. Why can't I think of the name of the street? It was right next to me. It starts with an A. Ashland? Yes. Was that on Ashland? Was it Ties Till Four? Yes. <laughs> yes. Surprise me. Yeah. That, I Ties think I Till knew Four that. had a Farnsworth jersey in it. Yeah. I, that's all I had to do is throw out an, a letter. This guy knew the bar. I know. I know. I've been I've been to pretty much every 4M bar on the north side of Chicago. <laughs> and for those of you listening around the, across the country, Chicago has bars that stay open till two and then four, and then Saturday the 2 a.m. bars become 3 a.m. bars, and the 4 a.m. bars become 5 a.m. bars. And it's T.J. Miller used to it's live across the street from Nick's Uptown. Oh, really? That was a 5 a.m. -er. Yeah, that is one. I, um, that's not a bad bar. I've been in Nick's Uptown. By the way, every... Uh, it's, like up, it's like upscale. Every city has about four or five bars that start with Nick's. There's Nick's Uptown, Nick's Pub, yeah. Nick's Beer Garden, Nick's Tavern. Where was the one that comics started going to that... Uh, the uh, I want to say the Roost, but that's not the... I don't know. Rightwood? Ooh, the Raven? Ra I don't know. The Raven's a 4 a.m. bar. I just picture... That's on Clark. I just picture Fritz and Ledley in there till 5... Yeah, or there was the one, the Oakwood. Oakwood is what I'm thinking. The Oakwood's of. great because they've got this one booth that's a piano. You don't yes. realize it's a piano until you actually get into the booth, and you because it looks like a table. And then Chris Conrad gets on there and messes around. Dean Carlson used to sing like he would do like <laughs> the different strokes song or the Office. He could do the Office piano. I don't know. I don't know. Dean Carlson played piano. Yeah, he's a talented dude. That guy. So uh, that that was and my he looks favorite. Looks like the goalie for the Blackhawks. He does look like Corey Crawford. Um, all right, so I was talking about different stadiums. You're talking about that classic stadium look from like you know the. Uh, Reds had it. I don't consider it classic. It's I, think cla it's, it's I think classic. it's awful. It's shit, but I mean, yeah. it's like old. I mean, cl you know, sometimes I say classic not in a good way, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. old. Uh, it's dirty. <laughs> um, I went to those stadiums. I went to Atlanta, Fulton County, and 
90, 91, after my parents divorced, we went on a couple family roads with my dad, took my sister and I. Have you been to Turner? Uh, I've not been to New Turner, but I've been in Atlanta, Fulton County. I've been over the Reds. I believe that was Synergy, or they changed the name of it. But I don't think it was called Synergy when I went there. And I'd been to the Indians' old stadium. Those were the three Municipal? We Municipal, yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, that place is garbage. Yeah, Kirby Puckett hit a home run. And my dad's like, he's from Chicago. Or he's not, I think he went to Triton College. I don't know if he's actually from Chicago. So there was a connection there. And when we saw the Reds play the Phillies, yeah. I saw what was... It's now been surpassed this past weekend, but what was the greatest catch I ever saw live? Lenny Dykstra robbed Chris Sable of a grand slam. <laughs> robbed him of a grand slam. I like everything and you're right saying. And right when he caught it, he went into the wall, shattered his collarbone. And I t- mentioned this on the podcast this last week, and I didn't think I'd be able to bring it up again, but I have to. This is our baseball podcast. He then let off the next inning, took one swing, and then walked away. And I go, what's going on? And they brought in a new batter who had to start the account with an 0-1 count. And my dad goes, oh, he's hurt. Wow. So if a guy's hurt, they'll bring in another guy to take over. I'm like, oh, we read the next day. He shattered his collarbone in like two or three places. And then the day after that, they put in padding. They didn't have padding on the walls in Cincinnati wow. at the time. Wow. And so Dykstra recently came out saying uh, that he used to uh, have HGH in his cereal. Have you read this article? No, no, no. Jake Weissman, who was on the podcast this past Wednesday. Uh, I heard the- that he was on Twitter and you have to like. Oh, on Twitter, he was live tweeting a, a rerun of Full House. He's crazy right now, Dykstra. Lenny Dykstra. Yeah, people have been If you're me a that. sports fan at all, baseball fan, you have to follow Lenny Dykstra. Uh, Nikki Lamar says Carol's. Carol's is a fun country western bar in Chicago. And then, yes, Ties Till Four. That's great. Uh, I hope people who listen to the podcast later like that we're interacting. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's real different. radio. It's, it's different. different. It's, we're trying something out. But uh, every Wednesday, I do a regular community talk in sports where we talk about everything. And Lenny Dykes just happened to come up. And uh, Jake found this article he sent me the next day where he talked about him. It was on BuzzFeed where he just admits to using all these roids. He goes, I saw what they were doing. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to jump on that train. <laughs> and he said, I, oh, I took HGH with my cereal. I took H, like he was just talking about being on HGH all the time. Wow. And I was looking at his stats, and there definitely is a jump up there. Right around like age 31, all of a sudden it's like, ooh, a 950 OPS out of Lenny Dykstra. That's a little, out of, that's a little surprising. Yeah, he got kind of beefy. He did get beefy. He was like this stocky little corkscrew of a man. Uh-huh. They, called uh, him, they called him Nails. Na- yeah. Or was he Knuckles? Or Nails. Nails? Nails Dykstra. Nails Dykstra. So, yeah, it was the greatest catch I've ever he's on, saw live. He's on two of my absolute favorite scumbag teams of all time. 86 Mets and the 93 Phillies? That's 100% correct. The 93 Phillies is ultimate scumbag team. I was a little too oh my young God. for 86 Darren Mets, Darren Dalton is a scumbag. Mickey Morandini. Mickey Morandini was on John the Cubs Kruk. in 98. Mickey Morandini always looked like a guy that would siphon gas from someone's car. <laughs> he looked like you, your friends called him Cooter, and like he dropped out in eighth grade, and was like, what are you guys up to, man? Yeah, it should have been the gold glove in 98, though. He got robbed. He had also yeah. had an unassisted triple play under his belt. Mickey Morandini. Great baseball name. Yeah. Eric Carey would have loved it, but he died the season before. Morandini spelled backwards. Here's Dini Morandini. All right. Oh, okay. The best catch, though, has now been surpassed. It was Lenny Dykstra. I've got a new greatest catch I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I know this one. It happened Friday night. Cubs versus Giants. I was there live with my beautiful wife, AT&T Ballpark. Beautiful way, ballpark. Can I say something just completely sacrilegious? Sure, yeah. I don't think that Willie Mays' The Catch is all that impressive. Uh, here's why it's sacrilegious. It's Is it the first over-the-shoulder catch anyone had ever seen? Maybe, but do you know what was the most impressive thing about he the ran, catch? He ran so far, and he made a great throw back. He threw the ball 320 <laughs> feet back into like the pitcher's mound, stopping the guy from like stopping a run. 
People like, always say, like, okay. And that was at the polo grounds. You know how far that was? He went like 420, 30. Yeah, it was cra- yeah. that's what made it crazy. Okay. I know since then we've seen like 15 catches that are just like, as I feel impressive. Like Jim Edmonds. Uh, Edmonds also did it a lot because he was never in position. Balls, <laughs> no, look, that's the truth, though. Jim Edmonds was a, was a great center fielder, a uh, really solid hitter there for a good five or six years. But balls Andrew Jones caught with ease oh, gliding sure, in. Sure, Mike Jim Trout, Edmonds was diving for Kevin Kiermaier, uh, yeah, Pilar. Yeah, Kiermaier, yeah. I Kiermaier's mean, a freak. He just got hurt diving for a ball. Yeah, but there, there's a difference between those guys who just catch the ball coasting yeah. or Edmonds, I felt like, was always diving for balls where it's like, dude, if you just got a better break or were positioned better, yeah. I think he played shallow a lot because he thought he could just always catch up to it, and he usually would. The guy, the guy was a great defender. Can't take that away from him. So um, You're talking, I was you saying, though, the best catch I've seen now, it was Lenny Dykstra before that, but now the catch Jason Hayward made Friday night, leadoff hitter, too. Denard Span uh, off of a, Jake Arietta. It's a ball into an area that they refer to at AT&T Park where the Giants play as Triples, triples alley. alley, which makes sense because it goes 420. And I, I where I was, see, yeah, I was the sitting in the upper deck. 421, and I was like, unnecessary. It's a little crazy, but that's, I'm going to get to why I love going <laughs> to different stadiums and why going to different – I'll just say it right now. Going to different baseball stadiums is, so, is just special. Like, I've been to multiple football stadiums, multiple NBA, NHL arenas, Baseball's great because every park is completely different. Yeah. It's the only thing that's like that. Yeah. The United Center is like 10 other places. The Council Energy Center in Pittsburgh is like 10 other places. All of these Actually, arenas is, are it, like Market Square. They're all li- alike. Is any other sport uh, designed that you can have an, like the playing field be, I guess, golf? Golf. But, yeah, no. Other than that. Other uh, than that, it's all uh, like the standardized, major, right? Yeah. Hockey, all hockey arenas are the same. All NBA, that's always 94 feet. Football's always 100 yards. So baseball That'd be weird golf. if it's like, oh, we're playing the Raiders this week. Their field's 180 <laughs> yards, you know? Yeah. That'd be crazy. But baseball has that, and that's just part of it. And you think because they have that, they'd be cool with doing new things. But baseball is the – like, it takes forever to get them to do something new. Yeah. So let me tell you about the Hayward catch. Where we were sitting, we were third baseline, upper deck. Uh, last row of the upper deck. When I bought them online, I didn't know I was going to be last row. I remember as we kept walking up, I'm like, geez, I'm, I didn't, I'm sorry, babe. And I didn't realize. And <laughs> still great seats, though. You can see this the whole a, this bay. This wasn't me, babe. I didn't know. It was beautiful. This is StubHub. Those sons of bitches. I'm going to get that guy on the phone. And as I'm wa- like, we got to see my. I remember the first inning the Cubs batted. Rizzo hit a fly ball that off the bat looked like it was to right center. and went to left center. And I'm like, oh, my depth perception's a little off because, you know, I was up this high. It's harder. And then um, when Hayward hit the ball, I, I was watching him watch the ball. You mean when Span hit the ball? When Span hit the ball and Hayward was tracking it. Yeah. And so I'm watching him. I'm like, he might, he might, he might. And then when he made it, the catch, we all went crazy. And Giants fans who were around me were awesome, by the way. Of all the visiting parks, the Angels fans weren't bad. But Giants fans. No, I feel like Angels fans are great. Yeah, the Giants fans were great. Okay. Dodger fans, we agree, suck. The average quite, fan. Quite no, there's some frankly, good ones, sure. they, they have to be up there you with, know, like, Phillies fans. and Not like, all. Like, you know, sometimes you got to say not all these days. Not all Dodger fans, right? I'm oh, sure I'm going to generalize. No, I'll generalize like crazy, No, too. if somebody told me, like, Cubs fans suck, I'd be like, those aren't real Cubs fans. I totally have always done that with <laughs> Cubs fans. Because the Cubs are such a – they're the number three tourist attraction in Chicago. So you're getting a lot of dumb tourists, a lot of suburbanites, Is a lot of true? DePaul kids. Yes. Wrigley Field is the third most in all of Illinois. Also, Cubs plays. fans travel well and – we were being hardcore annoying opening day. In Anaheim? Yeah. Yeah, we were a little Not bit. Not us, but we. 
<laughs> yeah, no, there were some annoying. I we could the see Cubs that, though. We were jacked up after a good 2015 and everything like that. No, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But Cubs fans do travel well. Even when I was walking, I didn't go to the game. I went to the game on Friday in San Francisco. Saturday, we were just, you know, checking out the sites, went to the full house house, went to Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my Cubs hat and my Cubs jacket, and there were people who were just wearing regular stuff. How who were did like, you go get Cubs, into Alcatraz man. if it was sold out? You got a hookup? Oh, uh, well, I found another way to get in. Yeah. Although I did have a hookup, a couple of nice people from San Francisco I knew were hitting me up, but then my wife found You and your wife loophole. swam out there? We, dude, we said we could break into The Rock. You guys broke I in? Thought, I was doing my Sean Connery at The Rock impression all weekend, the rock. and it was very annoying to a lot of people. But Hayward's catch was fantastic, but immediately, like, all the Giants fans were, geez, they were starting to clap, and then we realized, oh, he's not getting up. This is bad. And I thought, and you hate to see that because a month and a half ago, yeah. yeah, Kyle Schwarber goes down, and I was joking with people a few days ago. At that point, the Cubs were like 28 and 10. I'm like, if we had Schwarber, we'd be 35 and 4. Like, you know, I'm kidding around, obviously. Uh, one player doesn't mean that much. But, you know, there's a few games there where I'm like, Kyle Schwarber's a difference maker. Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, that's a big bat. That's a huge bat. That's a big bat. left-handed like, bat. Fangraphs, which you swear as a Bible, projected him to hit 34 home runs this year. He was hitting zero after all three games or whatever he played. Well, you know, he started game one, didn't start game two, and had one plate appearance in and the game he got, got hurt. hurt. He walked. Yeah. So I think he was 0 for 3 with a walk on the year. He might have had my two favorite postseason moments. Uh Definitely. I think he had five home runs I mean, in the other postseason. Than, I guess Arietta's game, but that monster shot that we always talk about every week into the Allegheny. I love it. That's my favorite. And then the one on the scoreboard. He and then, can just. And crush. he was the only one that crushed the Mets pitchers. He had, he, had, he had three home runs in the Mets series. He's not scared of them. Harvey's a little bitch. He had two home runs in the Mets series. I don't think it was off of Harvey. Was the first one off of Harvey? He hit one off of DeGrom or Syndergaard, I think, and just if crushed it, w- it. If it was. Uh, Thor, that'd be even more impressive. That would be more impressive. Maybe it was. Maybe it was just a grown then. All right. Um, here's a, something, though. I was talking about baseball being so slow for change. They have announced that it's in talks, and it sounds like it's going to happen. Intentional walks, no more. You have to throw four pitches. I was thinking about that today. I, like, I was thinking about that exact thing. There's still, you're losing strategy still. Because have you ever seen the fake uh, intentional walk? Where the guy sets up and then he goes in for a strike. Yeah, that's a fun one. Tony Pena used to do that move like all the time. Fake intentional walk. And here's my thing. There's uh, you can guys still throw the ball wild. There have been plenty of hitters. I believe Glenn Allen Hill one time hit a ball down the right field line because yeah. the guy didn't get the ball far enough outside. I tried to intentionally was, walk somebody in like when I was 14 and he reached out and he hit a triple. That does happen, but that's such a small chance. And the intentional walk, they're, what they're trying to do in Major League but Baseball. But how many unintentional intentional walks are there? Or, you know what I mean? B- b- uh, walks that look like they're not intentional. Uh, well, you're not throwing Harper anything good, but you're not, like, well, the unintentional. Yeah, where they're throwing the ball in the dirt and things like that. Yeah, I mean, there's enough of those. The whole idea behind that is I remember I played summer league ball, and this one kid was a sick hitter. Uh, and my coach was basically with first base open, and he's like, don't throw this guy anything good. And I ended up working. I ended up being like it was like a two-two count. And huh. at that point, I'm like, I think I could strike him out because the re- I didn't throw him anything good. I threw two yeah. sliders that broke into the ex batter's box, and he happened to whiff at him, which was just shocking to everybody. Yeah. But then I still think I ended up walking after he fouled off a pitch or two. I was just like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to. Yeah, you know, we would have lost. That kid was great. I mean, how much time were you saving by throwing four pitches? I think the, the whole thing is it's inaction is what it is, and they're trying to get rid of the new uh, the new commissioner of Major League Baseball. Manfred. Manfred? Manfred? I'm not sure. He's trying to Fred. anything that's what he calls is non-action. Moments where it's just the crowd is just sitting there like, all right. 
because it's such a small percentage of a guy actually reaching out to try to hit the ball. And, and I remember there was this great HBO movie called Long Gone. Have you ever seen it? No. William Peterson's the star. It's about a minor league baseball team. It's really good. It's called Long Gone. Look it up out there. Here's my question, though. It. Here's my question to you and Rob. And there's Manfred. a big scene where the guy hits like a hits a home run, reaching out for an. Uh, but that never happens. So let's speed up the fucking game. Why? Why do you have to watch the catcher signal like this and have four lobs outside? Just go intentional. All right, cool. You're down to first base. Just go. You think that everybody? Would, uh, okay. So my question is, if you could shave a minute, you could shave a minute. My question is, is nothing happening on an intentional walk? 99.4% of the time, sure. Nothing <laughs> is happening. It's just lofting the ball, lofting it away. At least the unintentional intentional walk that you're referring to where a pitcher tries to walk Harper, but you know he's not actually setting up to do it. More or shit could happen. More shit could happen. A wild pitch or someone on base usually or something like All that. Right. Or the guy could hang a curveball and he'd jack it. That's, right. that's also a strategy. That's what's fun about baseball, the unintentional intentional walk, where it's like, all right, let's see this guy nibble. Let's see how good he is whole, at nibbling the, as a pitcher. I always, I, fight, I always fight shit. back against that whole, like, nothing's that's happening. There's, it's just dead like action type of thing because there's always something happening. To you and me, I agree with. So I agree why, with you. So why, I do, I don't so why do we have to dumb the game down for Dodger fans? It's dude, we're living in a fucking Snapchat world. That's just the way it goes. I'm like I think Theo Epstein proposed this. A, a, if a pitcher comes into the game, he has to face at least two batters. What do you think about that? I mean, more strategy. Of course, I would love it. Like, if there's a new rule. Oh, they I gotta decide. Okay, so he's going lefty, lefty. He's going, because there is too much like little minutia every now and then. Well, isn't it minutia just boring shit to watch a guy lob the ball four times? But you think about one time in your 30 years of watching baseball in which something cool happened, we yeah. have to take that chance. Yeah. All right. Because I don't like why we're changing it. I don't like. Who oh, you we're don't changing like dumbing it, it down. I got you. you. You remind me of the hockey fans who got mad when they started glowing the puck, which I thought was dumb too, because it's a black puck on white Where ice. Where is it? They should be able to follow the where, puck. But where? But where? Right. And also, okay. So, what did we all complain about today while we watched? Which was showing the strike zone in the middle of the thing. Well, it was distracting. That's why I didn't like it. I'm okay when they show a replay and what they have that the, strike zone box. The, yeah, but what is the point? Yeah, keeping it there the whole time was just kind of distracting to me. I know where the strike zone is. Yeah, that's annoying. I agree with you. They're trying to show up the umpire. I think ESPN wants umpires fired, is which that I'd be okay with. Robot umps? I, I'm, look, I'm against robot cashiers and all that stuff, and, but come on, man. These umps are killing me. I feel like they're just very inconsistent. It's Maybe not, I'm imagining that. No one is there to see like a, a good call. They're there, they're there because they want fairness, you know? What do we got? Uh, okay, uh, Michael Kofsky saying, my point guard at Olympia Park jumped from 11 to 19 in the summer of 06, thanks to HGH. What does he mean, jump from 11 to 19? His what jumped? His, oh, points per game. I see. I just uh, glanced and saw PG and thought his point guard, but he meant his points, his points per game. Dude, that's pretty impressive, man, but you should really take care of your balls. HGH is no joke, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do you know? Do, have you ever talked to anyone who's been on steroids? Oh, that's funny. It's a vicious cycle because you have to cycle your roids. Yeah. Did you mean to do that? I don't know. I don't think you did. I don't think you did. All right, there's a couple other things we really wanted to talk have about. Have I known anyone who did steroids? Yes. Like, like admitted it, though? I, I've known people where everyone's like, yeah, of course, but I've never seen anyone admit it. Really? No. You think they would, though? Like, personally, said to me, I used yeah, to hang out with the, I, I, everyone uh, I knew was taking creatine. 1980s Olympic sprinter Ben Johnson, the Canadian. Me and him used to hang out. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. I'll be in Canseco. He was like the first famous guy to do it. Me and Canseco was so obvious. Out. I hung out with a lot of uh, East Germans. Uh, East German women? East with, German women. With beards? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of Eastern always, Bloc Soviets. 
I always think of Drago's uh, Bridget Nielsen. Brigitte? Rocky IV, Brigitte Nielsen. Who dated Flavor Flav for a while. God, she was like 6'8". Probably not that tall, but she was like over six feet. She was on HGH. And she was gigantic. Wasn't she in um, Beverly Hills Cop 2? Or Beverly Hills Cop 3? Oh, I don't know. Probably. She was like evil. She looked like the ultimate evil. There's something about a really tall blonde woman with short hair with that accent where you're like, I don't trust you're, your bank accounts. You're not going to be attractive when you're older. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that old stereotype? Yeah. That's kind of true, though, right? She wasn't. No, she wasn't. Oh, no, she got to, yeah. Well, well she got in bad shape. She looks like she could get some rebounds. You know what the problem is? With the, with the, this, this is what actresses in L.A. have in general. It's too much tanning. <laughs> and it's too just so when they get older, their skin gets all weird. Botox never looks good to me. Yeah, you can tell. There's just something. There's like a shine to it where you're like, yeah, like the curly, they're doing better with it though. Curly feet. I met someone. Face. I met someone where they told they admitted to me they had Botox, and I'm like, no, get out of here, really. My wife said Carly Fiorina looked like a breadstick. She, you mean uh, like crazy bread? You know what? Let's not. She, she should have been the vice president of the United States. And I feel like <laughs> you insulting her is just it's too deep a wound for me. Too to Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. All right, the All-Star Game is in San Diego in July, of course, uh, the Midsummer Classic. I don't know why I'm giving people the date. But <laughs> last week... I heard it's crazy expensive. I know. I was looking it up because San Diego is so close to us. I really want to go down there. Uh, oh, I was going to tell you guys this story. All right, so AT&T Park. We, look, San Francisco is very fun. I had a good time. It's a great city. I highly recommend it. For some reason, though, we get there, and we had to wait in this long-ass line to get into the stadium, which really bothered me. I'm like, why aren't we just going into the stadium? I've been to, that was my 11th baseball park. Yeah. That's active. I don't count balls that have been, uh, parks that have been torn down. Really? Any, any ballpark that's been torn down? No, I no longer count it. I want to count how I've many I've been active. to so many formers. Well, let me give you my list of active, okay. and then you could give me yours. I'll okay. give you my list of active and then inactive, just to throw it out there. Okay. Wrigley, U.S. Cellular. Mm-hmm. Uh, Comerica. I'll just go by teams. Cubs, White Sox, Tigers, Brewers, Blue Jays, Yankees, Nationals, Angels, Dodgers, Padres, that's 10. Giants are 11. I'm, I'm already going to Oakland in August, so that'll be 12. I don't know if I'm going to get another one in, though. Of uh, The ballparks have been torn down since the Reds, their old one I've been to. Braves, old one. Yeah. Sox, old one. Brewers, old one. That's four. Tigers, old one is five. Um, did I say Braves? Reds, Braves, Sox, Tigers, and Marlins, old one. So that's like six that have been torn down I've been to. Marlins. Yeah, old Joe Robbie or pro player, whatever the fuck they'd call it. I think yeah, I was there when both. it was called Joe it was Robbie. Both. I was there when it was called pro player. I've been, I've been to like four or five games at that park. I got family down that way. Let me see mine. Let me see mine. Yeah, let's hear yours. Blue Jays. Nice, nice. Cubs. Cubs. So- Sox. White Sox. Red Sox. Oh, you've been to Fenway? Damn it, I got to get there. Brewers, new and old. Uh, Cardinals, old. Okay. I went to Old Bush. Old Bush. Went to Turner. That's in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, uh, two different Yankee stadiums. San Diego. I've never been to Old Yankee Stadium. Angels. Uh, uh, That's pretty good, man. You're close to I me. went to the Kingdom in uh, Seattle. Ah, oh, see? That one looked cool, too. Uh, where else? I've been outside of uh, Giants. It doesn't count. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I've driven by a lot of stadiums, too. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I saw PNC with binoculars from a bridge. In oh, Pittsburgh. and I've uh, been to Sloan in Arizona. For, uh, I'm not counting spring training spring stadiums, training? either. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so what we were saying before is that I love baseball stadiums because they're all different. It's a really cool experience. This I didn't get because it, in Giant Stadium is fantastic, AT&T Park. It was a really long line to get in. Didn't care for 
Um, everything else was great. The fans were fantastic. That's just security, right? Yes. The Rose Bowl took for I got so angry trying to get into that. Well, I've been to stadiums where people are like, well, this is a sellout. And I'm like, yeah, I've been to sold-out baseball stadiums that are just as big, and it didn't take this long. I'm in a Yankee Stadium, which is in New York, where 9-11 happened, which is why we have all the security. Right. It was a sold-out Saturday afternoon game, and it was a breeze to go through. So, you know what I mean? It was just, there was something going on. Because I talked to some other people. John Huck, who's a comedian, he was at the game yesterday, and I asked him, yeah, hey, yeah, what was yeah. the line like? He goes, it was fine. I'm like, all right, maybe we just had a bad, maybe something screwed up. I don't know. Then there was a line to get on the train going back. That was like 15 minutes. And I almost got into a fight with someone, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. I, we found out we had to buy, it was like their Metra type of, uh, it's called Cal, Cal Train or some shit. Uh, we had to buy the tickets in advance. And then the line was like around the block. And it was going slowly. It took like 15 minutes. But when we got the tickets, we come up. There was a big gap in the line. I'm like, oh, let's just jump here. My wife, being the sweetheart nurse that she is, then took a peek and goes, oh, no, it goes even longer. We got to go back. And then the line starts to fill in. And so as I'm starting to turn around, this guy shoulder bumps me aggressively and then is like right on me. He's like, like right here. And I'm just like, dude, there's a right way to do that shit. And he's like, well, you're not supposed to cut. And I'm like, dude, I'll fucking kill it. I, got, I think I called him a, a cunt piece of shit and I go like that you get physical with someone like that dude you're looking to beat the shit out of you and Nicole's like going down the street so I didn't want to like lose her and uh, he didn't say anything I, could tell, I saw the fear I saw the fear in him you know I put the fear in him you went all rookie on him I did well because I, I in my head this is how it goes down I know some of you listening right now or watching are thinking Joe you were an asshole you cut line this dude you know put we talked about we talked about this before the show if he had turned to you and said hey dude I know I know that you're cutting I would have been like, all right, you got me. No there problem, buddy. Tap not, on the shoulder. Walk not a away. bad guy. Not a bad guy. But the fact that he got physical is where I lost it. He gave you the passive-aggressive physical bump. Like a physical bump, then like got in front of me. And then when I called him on it, he tried to act like at first he tried to like, you know. And I'm like, no, that's not how it goes. Dude, you, there's a right way to do that. And if you would have just been like, hey, don't cut me, I'd have been like, all right, you got All right, no problem, man. Sorry, thought I could wheeze my way in. Could you blame me? <laughs> how about this line, you know? It would have been fine, but he got physical, so that's when I start yelling at him in front of a whole line of people, making him look like a fucking pussy. I had no problem, and I really, I think I, I remember, I definitely called him a cunt, I called him a piece of shit, because then as I was walking away, he was just like, those are the rules, and, I'll, and I, I, I think I remember just saying like, fuck you, you fucking dork, those are the rules, or the rules say you physically touch someone? Dude, honestly, if I would have jacked him and a cop came over, I would explain to the cop, listen, he shoulder bumped me strongly. I then, someone physically assaults me, I knock him on their ass. And then if his little fucking friend would have said, oh, well, he cut. I would have been like, I didn't know. There was a big gap in the line. How did I know that you guys were already in a long line? How did I, you know what I mean? You got a line, you keep it tight. You, you get loose with your line, I'm going to jump in there. A line is something that is so specifically American. I've been to a lot of other countries where a line is the least of your problems. It is a full like rugby scrum to get in and off of a plane, like any sort of thing like that. It's just not even a suggestion. You just I'm thinking like, I like that better. Yeah. I'm sick of these lines. Cause it's, it's social Darwinism. Yeah, yeah. I just think at first I'm like, all right, line, it makes sense. It's fair and everything like that. But I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not a fan of it right now. Also, I was, when you were telling me, I was thinking of how many times my wife and I had just blatantly budged in line or cut would you say cut or budged? i say cut i don't say budge who says budge i don't know i so, so, what I, my wife part is like, of the country what is, are you from my wife is like what is budge and i was like I don't know, I do you like say budge in iowa michael harris yeah. thanks for listening he just said what's up uh he bought my day drinking shirts actually great guy I do, yeah. a, I do a thing live on once a week where i do day drink i didn't do it this past week though i got, I got a little yeah. busy with some stuff sorry everyone 
Um, all right, let's go through. Uh, last week we Busy did cutting in line. That's right, man. I mean, overall, San Francisco is a great city. The most badass thing, if he would have totally like wanted to be like Khaleesi, he's been like, no, no, you get to the back of the line. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> I, th- I think. See, he had a buddy with him. <clears throat> so what, did his, what did the buddy do? Like, hey, nothing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Nothing. And now that I'm thinking about, it, I think the buddy might have been a Cubs fan. He definitely had a Giants thing on. Uh, I think the buddy, the Cubs. You know, so now his buddy's how probably much of being like, sorry, the Cubs fan was mean to you. And I'm like, how much of your shoulder tackle was Dork. in uh, was involved with you probably wearing Cubs stuff? I mean, I could have been part of it, but that's a bad move right there. Does he not pay attention to the news? I'm from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little different from San Francisco than it is to Chicago. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I take they pride call in the murder capital for the, in the world, and I'm, I'm proud of that. Our gangbangers don't miss. They don't call it San Fry Rack. <laughs> San Fry yeah, I couldn't even come up with a better San Fran- one. You know, San Francisco's original name was like the Baghdad of the West. Really? Not even kidding. Like I, read that. I was, was reading all these San Francisco facts. Maybe that was before Baghdad was a horrible place where bombs happened. Back when it was but just when where the Tigers and Euphrates been? met. I, I don't, you know, when they filmed Aladdin there. I don't know. Um, oh, like Babylon? Brian, yeah. Brian Babylon? Yeah, back in those days. Hmm. Totally. All right, last week, uh, we're doing our All-Star previews each week leading up to the All-Star game. Last week, we did our starting outfield for both leagues. Yeah. This week, we'll do starting infield. Then after that, we'll go to pitching. Then we'll go to reserves. Then we'll change our mind because the people we chose have now are terrible. They're on fire. You know, this could they be like stink. Kosuke Fukudome in May was an All-Star. Oh, By June, you're like, this guy a, shouldn't even start anymore. I have a Kosuke Fukudome t-shirt jersey. I bought it O'Hare. God, that was a bad purchase. Huh? Uh, I was just excited to be back in Chicago. Oh, I understand that. All right. All-star infield. Also, his name looked like Fuck You Do Me. It did. That was a big part. It was a big selling point for him. Yeah. And then the racism ensued all around Lakeview. Yes. <laughs> With like, oh. Well, I thought it was, I thought it was ridiculous right away. Uh, so. I like that uh, Ching Chong over in uh, the right fielder. So th- those of you listening around the country, I don't know if you or your city has done this uh, when you added a Japanese player, but we've had it happen here in Chicago where... We had here a, in Chicago. Here, we're in LA now. I'm sorry. Um, in Chicago, we got Kosuke Fukunomi in the 2008 season. And what was really hilarious was... Was this we brawl started, that we're watching right now? No, no, this was a year ago. Okay. okay. They're showing their Royals White Sox brawl on the TV behind us. Adam Eaton and uh, Ventura, the pitcher for... Uh, it's, Ventura, pretty pretty good, it's a pretty good brawl. It was a good, it was a good scrum. So anyway, Fukudome gets signed, and everyone's excited because he was his top Japanese player. He had a walk-off on opening day. No, he tied it. Okay, People okay, keep thinking okay. that, though. He tied off a of Ganya. We were down 3 nothing. He had three on home to so tie it, which is amazing. 2007 or 2008? 2008. Okay. And um, all the fans around Wrigley started wearing, like, they started doing, like, the ninja stuff, and they were wearing shirts, uh-huh. and then one shirt said Hori Kao instead of Holy Cow, Ooh, which was Harry Carey's thing. some real. And then I remember being like, if he was Japanese, would they be wearing Raiden hats? I didn't understand wearing, like, the Ooh. bandana type thing. What do you call that? It's not really like a bandana like you'd see a guy wearing on a Harley. You know what I'm talking about, like the Daniel Sun type of thing. Like a headband? A headband that's tied yeah. around, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the karate stuff. Oh, that's real racist. Which I think is Chinese. He was Japanese. Maybe that was Japanese. Fukudome is Japanese, 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 yeah. Yeah, Raiden from Mortal Kombat was Chinese. I can't believe I got that. Not confused. a lot of Chinese uh, major leaguers. No, not too many. They're not allowed to play it, I guess. They're just, they're no, they have it. a Chinese league. Just, Somebody... Co- are they allowed to defect? Are they like Cuba, where it's like you're you're in China, you stay in China? Man, I just found out what they have Cuba to do. Could they now. have to get on a raft and go to Haiti, and then go to the Dominican, and wait to be picked up there. Let me ask you this: Why isn't Haiti good at baseball? Why aren't Haitians great baseball players? French. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, because Haiti know. and the Dominican Republic share an island, the island Hispaniola. of Hispaniola. Yeah. They're on the western half. 
Yeah. You'd think some Haitians would go hang around at the border, look over the border, and be like, hey, what are those guys doing over there? But they, had a, they had a brutal dictator for years. Who wouldn't let them play baseball? Papa Doc and Baby Doc. Was that Haiti? Papa Doc was the rapper in um, right. named in after, 8 Mile. That's correct. Named after the Haitian guy? Haitian dictator, Papa Doc, and his son, Baby Doc. Fuck a clock, fuck a Papa Doc. Yeah. I go acapella. Fuck a beat, fuck a, fuck yeah. a pella. I'll do the shit acapella. Yeah. I'm outie. Say something these people don't say about me. Is your video still up somewhere? Oh, I don't know. I got to find it. Oh, God. If you guys look up Mike Bryanstein and Mike Holmes on YouTube, they did this great every Eminem song parody back when they had this thing called Blurds. Yeah. Which everyone who was part of that is doing wildly well. Um, all right. All-star infield. Okay. First base. Who do you got? We'll alternate. I'll go. You go first base first. I'll go second base first. We'll start, going with the, let's start with the NL. Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo? Rizzo. Has, he, he's in a bit of a slump. But he still has the highest OPS in WOBA? I, well, he has the highest war. Uh, and then, yeah. Hey, go Goldschmidt's ahead. not having the year we thought he would have. No. He has not he's shown up the, for no. work. Yeah. yeah nobody on that team has shown up for yeah, work. Yeah, maybe his boy AJ Pollock went down and he was just like, screw this. Did Pollock going down like lose him some sort of protection? Or <sighs> like he's just demoralized because... Granky's got like a five ERA. I think they just started off bad, and sometimes when you're the only offensive player, which he kind of is, he, you put it all on We you. both said Goldschmidt the for the MVP, didn't yeah. we? Oh, my God. Yeah, I was, I'm a Goldschmidt fan. The guy's, he does everything right. He's a good base runner. He's a great fielder. He's a gold glover, you know? Yeah, that was pretty. Um, yeah, so I. He could pick up. He I agree to. with you on, on Rizzo. I'm going to go with that. Uh, second base, I think we're probably going to be in agreement on this one, Ben Zobrist. I'm going Zobrist. Yeah. Did you think who, I was going Murphy? No, okay. I didn't. I said we'd probably be in agreement. I okay. said agree. Yeah, Zobra. Zobra. How could you not? I think he's better than Murphy. Oh, um, yeah. He's doing everything right. He's, he's fantastic. This is such a great signing. And it was something that some people worried about as a four-year deal because he's 35, I believe, or 34 going on 35. Yeah. The thing I like about Zobra is even if he becomes a pinch hitter in his last year because his skills decline, he'll be a great pinch hitter because he's a great contact guy. And that's sometimes yeah. what you need out of a pincher, just a guy who knows he's not going to strike also, out. Also, he, he's teaching guys how to take pitches and, like... He's a great... He leads by example. He can play four or five different positions, although we've mostly had him at second. I think he's only played... He started he's, one game He's gone right. out to right, yeah. Yeah, he's gone out to right, and I think he's gone out to left once, but he's been mostly at second base. Now, he's been great. Uh, shortstop. And also, like, also, Murphy's coming back to earth. Of course. Yeah, he's going to bet 400, and... and he's down in the 380s. Is, is he back... Is he betting fourth still behind Harper? They I, finally move I him think up? so, but I don't know for sure. Shortstop is... Uh, Rookie Corey Seager. For the L.A. Dodgers. Yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, third base, who do we like? Nolan Arenado. Yeah, I got to go with Arenado, too. Yeah. Uh, Brian's having a real nice year. I think he'll make my reserves when we get to it. I would. I think you could technically start him in the outfield. Oh, shit, you're right. He's been playing a lot of left field. Yeah. Well, we, with with uh, Tamil Estella at we'll third. Have, we'll have to restart that. And Baez has been getting starts at third, too. Yeah. All right, that's a great infield. Do we do catcher now, too? I'm saying you can't really go wrong between Lucroy and Yadier Molina. I like Lucroy better because I'm over Yadier. I'm over him. You're over him? I'm over him. Look, okay. he's great. He's okay. great. I'm not taking anything from Molina. Lucroy's a better hitter. He's. Um, but identical Wobas and identical Wars. So, yeah, I, I get just, I just, just for the sake of something different because Molina's always been. Right. You know, he's always there. Lucroy is not probably going to be game. on that team at the end of the year, which is interesting. Are there any Hall of Fame catchers currently playing? Because someone floated Molina. Joe Mauer, Molina, uh, Mauer. Buster Posey could be. He's not eligible yet, but he could be. Yeah, he isn't. I mean, Mauer's not eligible either, technically. But he's, right. he's played enough where you're confident that he'll be in. A couple batting titles. Yeah. Seven-time All-Star, probably. He's got an MVP. He's got an MVP. I yeah. think Mauer's a good bet. And I think that Posey is a decent three fucking rings and, like, 
Rookie of the Year and MVP. What was amazing about yeah. him, too, he won Rookie of the Year in 2010. Title, batting title. I think he won a batting title, too. Rookie yeah. of the Year in 2010, they won the uh, World Series. Right. He gets hurt early Mad in Bum was, Mad Bum was a rookie on that season, too, I believe. That's right. Yeah. So his second year, Buster Posey gets injured, is out for like the whole year. That and was they the, create the collision. The Buster Posey rule. The Buster Posey rule. Then he comes back in 2012 healthy. They win the World Series again. He wins MVP that year. So his first two full seasons, yeah. two rings, rookie of the year MVP. And, and so I, yes, he is definitely on his way. People keep trying to force this Yadier Molina as a Hall of Famer thing, which I completely disagree with. How do you compare to? How does he compare to other catchers in his era, though? Because that was part of our checklist. That's a hundred percent what I'm looking at. Of active catchers, it's like he could be like if you took a blind taste test with me just throwing stats at you, which I will do one week and be like, which one of these guys? Ooh, that sounds like a fun game. Like which one's Brian McCann? You know? Yeah, totally. So, yeah. But defensively, is that where he goes? Defensive catchers. Does he? Does he think his defense is that what really? makes people put him to the forefront. Well, first of all, I want to tell I want to get one thing across is that I I think I've mentioned this on the show before is that since 1950, how many catchers are in the fucking Hall of Fame? There aren't a lot. Yogi Berra, Johnny Bench, Johnny Bench, Carlton Fisk, Gary Carter, Mike Piazza, and probably one more. Is Campanella in? Roy Roy uh, no, is it Roy Campanella right from the Dodgers? Right. But I mean, like since oh, since okay, yeah, yeah. He guess he was a little earlier, or like the last fifty years. Last I guess fifty years. I don't know. That's Johnny Bench, Mike Piazza, Carlton Fisk, Yogi Berra. Does Ivan Pudge Rodriguez get in? He's got some PED shit because oh, Canseco right. is on the Rangers. That's right. But I mean, but are there, without that, would he've gotten in? Yeah, his numbers are pretty great. Yeah, I think so. The thing is, like, so just saying Yadier Molina is going to get in is just like fuck off. This isn't the NFL. This isn't the NBA. The NFL, you have to have five automatically every year. The NFL automatically puts five in, no matter what. You have to have I want it to be hard to get to into. That matters to me. Like, it matters to me that it's hard to get into and that you have no, to it does. have it makes a it special standard to get in. It makes it special. True. All right. Uh, I will have to agree with you. Now, American League side, who do we like? Uh, what position? Let's start with first base. We'll go around. We'll do catcher last again. Uh, actually, this year, you can't go wrong with Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to every other year. Well, I mean, I know you do that. This but that year, is such a that yeah. is such like an obvious choice. Like that's the biggest like star kind of, too. Yeah, he's. But he's he first is actually as well. Yeah, he's actually earned it. Who's and you? then um, I, I think I have to agree with you there. As far as first base goes, Cabrera was at the top of my list. There's okay, so there's one person, Travis Shaw of the, sometimes plays first base when like Hanley doesn't, and you could. Choose him. No, I, I got to go with Miguel. I was thinking Miguel uh, all the way. Yeah. Um, second base. Easily Altuve. Altuve yeah. I, I can't think of another guy who's close, really, at this point. Yeah, it's Altuve. It's got to uh-huh. be Jose Altuve. Shortstop. Well, Cano, you could. Robinson Cano. Oh, yeah. You know, Cano's year. actually having a solid year. He's actually having a really good year now that I think about it. Yeah. Altuve's doing better, but Cano is pretty great power numbers. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, what does he got? Like twelve home runs. He might have thirty-five yeah, RBIs. Yeah. Um, slugging's about six hundred. I think last time I saw. I don't know if he's still up that high though. Shortstop. I'm going Xander Bogarts. You going Xander Bogarts? You know, I haven't been watching as much, as much American League baseball as I wanted to recently. Okay. So I think I have to. I'm just going to. You're going to go with like you. a young, like Carlos Correa type of dude. No, I don't. I don't want to go with Correa right now. Correa's yeah. Lindor. 
I like you know. So there's an argument that Lindor should have won Rookie of the Year over Correa. I would have made that argument. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Lindor just to write that wrong. <laughs> just to write okay. it wrong, I'm going Lindor. Okay. Let's start. And again, this could change. We'll probably have to redo this again. Okay. Uh, third base, of course, Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Is there anyone? Manny Machado. Who's close after Machado? Just for the sake of argument. Travis Shaw is close. Yeah, that's right. He plays. He goes back and forth. Uh, um, yeah, that's where I go with. And then catcher, do you go with Kansas City's Perez again? I'm going Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez. Great name. Great catcher. I like him. We're gonna we're gonna put him out. I updated there. my outfielders just in case he wanted to. Fowler, Harper, Bryant, Trout, Eaton, Betts, Smokey Betts. Who do you got for the American League? Trout, Eaton, and Betts. Yeah, no, Adam Eaton definitely. Adam Eaton's been playing a great right field. <clears throat> As the center fielder, he was a pretty solid defensive, but right field, he's tearing it up. Yeah, that's a defensive choice. Yeah. Okay. Did you want to? Do yeah. Let's. I think we're at time for. Uh, are we about time for Brighter to blow our mind? Okay. I think I told you this in conversation last week at your party. All right. Just let me give uh, some, uh, some first-time right. listeners. All right. And people watching, we do this segment every week called Bridal Blows Your Mind, in which Mike Bridenstein lays some baseball information that will literally blow your mind. My favorite still is a couple weeks ago when you talked about that spy that they're making a movie Mo out Berg, of. Mo Berg, yeah. Mo Berg, that Paul Rudd's going to play Mo Berg. And that part I did not know until, like, yeah, that was, like, the best one. That's the best Bridal Blows Your Mind. But that one's crazy. It's about spies and baseball, and it's amazing. Okay. You ready? Yes. Blow my mind, Bridal. Back in the 20s and prior to... The home run is new, right? The home run isn't like a thing they were made of, had no bunch of rules about. People didn't even like the home run. There right, was that famous was like quote a, where they told Babe Ruth, hey, we hit him where they ain't. And he said, hey, they ain't over the fence. Yeah, Dusty Baker's like, they clog up the bases. <laughs> Dusty Baker is managing back then. He was, he's been, he's an old man. He's very old. Uh, Damn, that's why I wanted to ask Giant fans. I wanted to ask Giant fans, what did you guys think of Dusty Baker when he was your manager? Well, they probably loved him because they went to the World Series. Yeah, but then he was gone the next year. What does that say? But what does that say, though, about an organization where your manager takes you to the World Series? What were the circumstances of that? I don't know. He's a free agent as a manager. Did they they go after him hard? Interesting. Why would he leave? If they gave him a respectable offer at all, wouldn't he have stayed? Or maybe the Giants were just like, bye. Was it a Bonds decision? Bonds had to have a lot of pull. Oh, I'd imagine. I don't know. It's a good call. We'll have to look that up. That'll That'll be further down the line for next week. Okay, so foul poles and that sort of thing, people didn't know, like, okay, so what if it goes over and fair, but he hooks to foul, like a pesky pole type of situation? Sure, sure. They were not home runs. If it landed foul. So if it went over, over the fence. And fair, but hooked around and landed foul. They had ropes going from the, the, like the, fair, the foul line all the way, like, up to the back of the stadium. What? <laughs> Was what called, was it then? A ground rule double? Or it was a, a foul, foul ball? ball. It's a foul ball. If it goes over the fence fair and landed foul, it was a foul ball. But that's weird because the third base rule had been in effect by then, it right? It was called fair, like fair when last seen. Fair when last seen. Yeah. And that does sound like a baseball term. Yeah. In like, 1921, they think. Like runners may go at their own discretion. Like they have a lot of like real fancy. Language yeah, because sometimes a ball would go over a wall and the umpire couldn't see it, and they're like, "It was fair when I last saw it." Okay, and then we that didn't would be know. A home run. Yeah, is there any is there any stats that could back up where a guy got screwed where oh he could? Oh yes. Okay, here we go. Lay it on me. In his career, Babe Ruth lost between fifty and seventy five home runs. Sh- fuck you. In 1921, there's a book you're gonna love the title. God of, damn, you, I, you're gonna love the title of this book. It's called "The Year Babe Ruth Hit 105 Home Runs." Oh come on. The year, you're telling me the year he hit 60, he should have hit 105? They think in 1921, not 27. Oh, in 21? Because he hit, what, 59? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. He hit 105 home runs. You get, 
that isn't that crazy? Where the fuck did you find this? You know how a couple weeks ago I said I'm gonna try to not swear as much because yeah. I, yeah. I had this fantasy that someone's yeah, gonna be like, yeah. we like your podcast, we want to bring uh, it to AM radio. Well, maybe you shouldn't swear so much, kid. You know, which what is about stupid. the segment when you call the kid a cunt in the poor line to get I on the bar? <laughs> I said fuck you immediately to you because that is a crazy thing to me. So you mean to tell me he had 105 home runs? Yeah, not to mention they know where a lot of his balls landed, like how, the distance and, and that sort of thing. And a lot of balls that he hit that did go over 400 feet were not home runs because of parks and stuff like that. Like, he played oh, Yeah, the parks were insane back then. Yeah, like there were 300-foot home runs that he hit. Don't get me wrong. Sure, yeah, and right field in Yankee Stadium, especially when they rebuilt Yankee Stadium, the house they and rebuilt. And you got to realize before that, before that, he's playing the polo grounds. And then, by the way, speaking of racism, they called a lot of Mel Ott's home runs uh, Chinese home runs. Because oh, the fence was short. Uh, yeah, and they're like the Chinese workers do the least amount of work to get it oh done. Oh my god, that's fucking ho- that's wrong. That's Everybody, wrong. That's wrong. It's wrong, but it's in the but funny long time ago. So it's better. I almost it almost sounded like you said a long time ago, like, dude. Come on, no. let's let's keep. Let's Have keep you the been podcast to a, class. You've been to karaoke when they're like long, long time ago. <laughs> oh come on, you've never done that. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> Did you used to go to karaoke at that bar hidden cove a lot? I used to live right by there. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Sure, there I, some good. I wouldn't sing. I have no. You know. I can't. You know what's sad about that? I only found out I couldn't sing a few years ago. Oh, you thought you could? <laughs> I used to, I, there was a time in my life where I actually thought I was a decent <laughs> singer. I think I figured it out right around like mid mid twenties. Uh, I remember actually comedian Brady Novak telling me because we went to uh, Trader Todd's bar mm-hmm. in Sheffield near Belmont where that karaoke, and a bunch of comics were there and. Um, Everyone was going up. Didn't uh, that guy from the nerd movie hang out there, Ogre? Yeah, he did. But I wasn't. Th- he wasn't there that night, though. I told everyone, I'm like, I'm gonna go do uh, Michael Jackson, Billy Jean. I can't. S- I, I prepared myself because I knew how brutal comedians would be. Where my friends I grew up with probably be like, oh yeah, you're fine, but comedians would be like, you suck. <laughs> so I kind of prepared them a little bit. I go, I can't sing, but what I can't, what I make up, what I lack in singing, I make up for in dancing. So I went up there and I put on a show, and people were into it. Like strangers who didn't know me were like, oh, this guy's fun. And then when I got done, <laughs> okay. when I got done, Brady Novak said to me, he's like, hey, I'll tell you, man, you're right. You can't sing a lick, but you can move. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. I can, that's I'll take that. And I remember I dropped the mic at the end, and the nerd who ran the karaoke oh, was, like, you. He was like, oh, it's real cool dropping mics because they're not expensive. Yeah. And then I eventually picked it up, and I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry about that. I just got really into it. He's like, oh, no, that's cool, man. It's fine. After like just a song. Want, I didn't, say, be, I didn't uh, apologize right away, but... That's, that's the second time in this podcast that you've gotten real upset for uh, with a stickler for the rules. Oh, a lot of sticklers for the rules. I get head-to-head conversations. You know what with else is guys. a stickler for the rule? That fair and when last seen rule. I mean, that is. Cr- I had no idea. So he mm. should have like he should still have the all-time home run record. Well, what Hank Aaron gets screwed on those. Barry Bonds, we know, is taking eight. If he lost fifty home runs and that's uh, six. 764. 764. Bond said 755, right? Or no, it was Bond 768. Is Barry Bond 768? I used to know Keep all talking, of these. I'll look it up. Babe Ruth hit 714. Hank Aaron hit 755. Willie Mays hit 660. All of that is true. You know, when you type in Bonds, you have to write Barry because they're just real dicks about it. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about fucking mm. Forbes Bonds, dude. Bearer Bonds? Bearer Bonds? I'm I'm holding a microphone and I'm typing with one hand. 762 he hit, so yeah, he would have about two home runs. And you know that uh, Barry Bonds 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 has 2,000 more plate appearances than Babe Ruth. That's crazy. He also played 150 game seasons. Yeah, 154 game seasons, and he was suspended a lot. 
Well, okay, so people forget Babe Ruth got suspended a shit. There long. was the color line. The thing is, if the best players from the Negro Leagues in Latin America had played when Babe Ruth did, it m- would mean that uh, the league would be better and harder to hit home runs against. The thing was, I've always been. Confused. But how many black pitchers? Wouldn't it just be a matter for the pitcher, though? You know what I mean? Because what if what if there was no color line no, ever? No, de- defense also. Oh, not, defense, not, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't count for home runs. The ball goes over the fence. Don't tell Mike Trout or... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people that rob home runs, that's true. I mean, you know, he might have hit some inside the Parkers at the polo grounds, for all I know. That's a good point, too. Yeah, you don't know. But, you know, I'm always confused by that because Babe Ruth basically started upswinging at a ball. No one else was doing that because it wouldn't have mattered, you know. Uh, real quick, Michael, Michael Kofsky says that... Uh, Manny Machado's been playing shortstop lately. He, yeah, I yes. did not see that. I asked it. I asked an Orioles fan. They, he has been playing some short. Dan Matheson, I think Mol, uh, Molina's arm tattoo has El Chapo's escape route on it. Nice, bud. Yeah, I like that one. Solid joke. I'm, all, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. It's good, man. I, I hope I do. Even though is Molina Mexican? Uh, is he? No, no, he's got to be Dominican, right? I would guess so. Isn't like the de facto that we just think every. You know, we that sound Chapo, like yeah. we sound like what's his name? Isn't he dead now? The, the guy from Sixty Minutes and he died? Or no, that's that's the other guy. Andy, no, Andy Rooney's been dead. Morally Safer just died. Morally Safer just died though. They all sound like Rodriguez to me. They all just sound like Rodriguez. When to I was me. growing up, they were all named Michael and John. Now they're named Miguel. He said Ruth and Gehrig actually. Ruth and Gehrig, two Dutch names I believe. German. Oh, Ger- German. Yeah. I always thought that they called him the Dutchman, Lou Gehrig. The Flying Dutchman was he? he Dutch. Not a Dutch man. Call him the Iron Horse. All right. Well, that's fantastic, Brido. You definitely, dude. That that one blew my mind even more than the Mo Berg. I think. Do you have another one really? too? Oh no, 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 no. Well, the Mo Berg one was crazy because it was like, for those of you doing a little recap for you, in 1934, American League Baseball sent an all-star team to Japan to do like this Japan versus major, you know, right. all-star thing. Mm-hmm. And which also blows my mind that because I always thought Japan got into baseball after World War II. I always figured. After you bomb a country, they start to take on your Do you customs. know that this is not when they got into baseball, though? They've been into it since the 1800s. Yeah, I didn't know that. They In Japan, if you tell the, like a Japanese person that it's like America's national pastime, it usually surprises them because it's so huge there. Yeah. So I had no idea. I just assumed that Japan got into it after. Right. They did not get a professional. They, did, they didn't have a professional league because it was kind of like. I almost said dishonorable, but like it wasn't, you know. They were more like we're not going to play. There was some real pushback in the United States about having professional baseball in the 1800s too. The people were like, "No, this isn't, you know, it's about the spirit of amateurism." I I can see that because that was back when the Olympics were more of a big deal too. Like, who gives a shit? Pay them. Yeah, pay them. It's entertainment, baby. We're having a good time with this. Yeah. So though Mo Berg ends up on this team, despite the fact that he was a terrible baseball player. But he was also an incredibly smart guy. He read seven newspapers a day. Like or he could speak like twelve languages. They said he couldn't hit in any of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fact that he was even on this tour was weird because he wasn't good. But later on in his life, he was worked for the CIA, and they think that the entire reason that he was on that trip was to spy on Japan. Yeah, which I believe. It was, why else would he have been on that? Why yes, else would okay. some terrible person have been on that? I now I'm starting to think Christian Leitner was, was spying on Spain <laughs> in Barcelona in 92. Because why was Christian Leitner in the CIA? Maybe. Yeah. You know, those Duke kids with that douchebag hair. All right. He did hit that shot, though, against Kentucky. 
he, in a game he shouldn't have been played in. I talked about this. He should have been kicked out of that game because he stomped on someone early in the game. He's a, real he's a dirty, dirty player, that Christian Leitner, and I still hate him. I don't care what that deck They had, like, one about. token college player on that dream team. I know. They, because it was Coach K was an assistant coach on it. So oh. he, Chuck Daly was the head coach, but I think they were like, we got to get this guy Christian. He's got yeah, a lot of the, heart. Yeah, the star of that team was. Uh, Barkley? Barkley. Yeah, Barkley averaged most points, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. All right, that's been Comedians Talking Baseball. Mm. Anything you want to plug, Brido? Uh, again, the blog that you should check out that I have on Scoreboard Sports, like B-O-R-E-Ds, uh, is Angelina in the Outfield. I do that every week. Uh, check me out on, at Brido on Twitter, at Mike Bridenstine on Instagram, and the other things. Cool. I'm going to be in Iowa in a couple weeks. I'm doing uh, Diamond Joe's Casino in Dubuque. Then I'll be nice. headlining Penguins Comedy Club in Cedar Rapids. That is June 8th oh, really? through 11th. That's right, my friend. Well, my old stopping grounds. Yeah, going to have some fun out there. And then my Chicago friends, I'll be back in you at the end of June. I'll be in Chicago performing at the Whip Theater in Edison Park. Comedians you should know, Timothy O'Toole's downtown. Probably have a Laugh Factory day. Also, I got Zanies and Rose when not do you, too. When, when, when's the first? When are you going to Iowa? Uh, Wednesday, June 8th through Sunday, June 12th. I don't know June 2nd do through it. the June 2nd through the 5th. Portland. Anybody in Portland? Anybody in uh, Pacific Northwest? Uh, we got the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Check them out in Bridgetown. Um, Jules Posner wanted me to talk about the Giants taking two out of three from the Cubs. It's early. You had home field. Not that it really matters in baseball. No. Bob I was amazed that Kane that Kane actually that they won that game and Lester was bad and Kane was good. That doesn't make any sense. He hasn't won in nine months. I thought the Cubs would take two out of three. I expected to not win today. Yeah, expect, I, I you expect feel, you expect Arietta to win. You expect Lester to Lester win. over Kane. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the other. The way Cubs around. are in a little funk. They still have the best record in baseball by like four or five games. Um, yeah, some other teams. The White Sox are coming back to earth a little bit. The Red yeah. Sox are playing a lot hotter. Remember before the season started, I said I like the Red Sox. You told me I was crazy. I know. Um, it's still early on though. We're going to get into more of that next week. Next week we're going to go around the league. And I fully admit that I was wrong that about the Red Sox on my blog. It happens. We're gonna we're gonna dig more into the divisions and go around the league next week. Uh, this week we got because we're a silly. fourth done with the season. So it'll it'll it's our first time going live too. Hmm. Yeah, we'll be one fourth done with the season next week. Well, about right now, yeah. Hell yeah, we'll do our quarter season recap. All right. Thank you for checking out comedians talking sports presents comedians talking baseball. <laughs>